0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick Fly in Solo. So the Warriors, they beat the Houston Rockets 116-101 at Chase Center in a game where Klay Thompson just went off, played 36 minutes. He was 12 for 19 from the field, 12 for 17 from three. So he only took two two two-pointers and he missed both. Six for six from the line, seven boards, one assist, 42 points, plus 32 on the night. You know, no matter what happens this season, I got to say that seeing Clay Thompson have nights like this one and to kind of get back to where he was, at least on the offensive side of the ball, that development is probably one of the highlights of the season, no matter what. Because if you go back to the beginning of the season where, you know, in preseason he didn't play uh, during the offseason season. He had that mental block about playing pickup because that's how he tore his Achilles. And he had all those weird games where he was really, really forcing shots and not letting the game come to him. And he kept saying it was going to come. It was going to come. And he had those games where he was John with Devin Booker uh, and all these other random nights where it's like, man, does Clay really got it? And we kind of figured like his stroke would come back that his legs would come back because it was his legs that were the problem, right? Like if you don't play over the summer, your legs are going to be kind of tired, not in shape. And eventually the shots started falling, right? A lot of his shots that were kind of stepping into the threes, those were going in, but it was the ones where he was taking step backs or kind of just sidestepping. Those were the ones that were coming up short. Uh, So games like this, You know, you just have to at least smile and enjoy them and embrace the entertainment value and just have fun with it because how many more of these nights are we going to get over the next few years? You know what I mean? As this team gets a little bit older and as things start to change. This game overall, it was nice to get the win, but, you know, it doesn't really erase a lot of the other issues. You know, I don't want to, just beat a dead horse and be all uh, practical about everything. But you look at the schedule, that Lakers game that they lost, that was almost an expected loss, right? Steph is out, Peyton's out, Wiggins is out. And the Lakers, they were at home. They were feeling good. They have the boost of having all their guys healthy, having the new guys playing at home in LA. And, you know, the Warriors – Cough that one up. I had said before that even if the Warriors were kind of expected to lose to the Lakers, I was really curious to see how they would come out. And they played decently, but then obviously they got boat raced. And that is definitely not a good thing. And there were a lot of question marks and those question marks are still there. But this Rockets game, this was the opposite. It was pretty much a game that you expected the Warriors to get, you know, we talked about how the next four games or the four games post all-star break, right? That's when Steph is going to get reevaluated after those games. And it was like, how are they going to end up, right? Are they going to end up three and one, two and two, one and three, whatever. You figured that the Lakers, that was the game that they were going to lose. And then the Rockets game they were going to get, and then they get the Wolves at home. And the Blazers at home. Hey, they can go three and one. That'd be great. You know, get away from <laughs> being 500. The fact of the matter is that the Warriors are basically in the treading water era, right? We don't know when Steph's coming back. Hopefully it's soon. If he's getting reevaluated uh, in a week or I guess less than a week now, then that's a good thing. And they have to keep winning some games, but it's not going to get easier. You know what I mean? And it's not like when the team was whole, they were world beaters. You know what I mean? This is basically still a 500 team. And, you know, you can dive into the numbers and see how poorly the Warriors are playing in general. But, you know, you just take it game by game at this and. I'm not going to get too high on this one. I mean, I enjoy the hell out of it, but I'm not going to be like, all right, you know, this is a sign because after that Lakers game, it was like, all right, (laughs) this is a sign, you know, and the pressers for the uh, Lakers game afterwards, it was just a lot of the same platitudes, you know, like Clay talking about how uh, he's never going to give up on this team and count them out. And I'm like, of course, not sure, but like that doesn't really mean too much because, We've been hearing a lot of the same stuff throughout the season. So it's really, really about just how they perform. Because after that Portland game, it's it's a mix of road games and home games, of course. But basically, it's the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Lakers, OKC, Memphis, Milwaukee, the Suns, the Clippers again, Atlanta, Memphis, Houston, right? Out of all those teams, the Warriors could beat any of those teams. You know, we know that. You know, although they haven't beaten a ton of good teams this year, but I wouldn't say any of those are a gimme. You know what I mean? Like, definitely not. Maybe Atlanta, (laughs) you know, OKC has given the Warriors problems and they're very competitive. Who knows? They may start to tank. But then, you know, it's the Rockets. (laughs) That's the uh, game that you have to look at is like that's the next gimme game. You know, let's just face facts. So it really, really just depends on how they ride it out. We can celebrate Clay's night and be like, this is awesome. And just maybe uh, watch some highlights or play it back on the DVR or whatever. But uh, in the long run, this team has to clean stuff up. And, you know, in this one, obviously Clay went off, but they were 26 of 54 (laughs) uh, from three right and i talk about all the time how the warriors are very three happy and this game follows that script where if they hit threes there's a good chance they're going to win if they don't hit their threes they're likely going to lose that's it live and die by the three you know if they had wiggins the way he was before his injury then maybe that changes a little bit maybe they're not they're not averaging 40 threes a game maybe it's closer to you know uh 37 or something like that. But still, this is a Rockets team that is trying to lose. You know, they're 13 and 45. They're the worst team in the league. So, you know, I'm not gonna write home about this one. But I'll take it. I'll take it because again, this is the treading water era, and you know when the team is so depleted, Draymond didn't play in this one, as well as the other guys who were out for the Lakers game. And, uh, you know, there's only so much you can take away from having like these funky lineups of a lot of bench dudes. So, you know, it is what it is. But again, if they're just jacking up threes, that's That's going to be tough. That's been tough for them because if they don't hit the threes and they can't defend and they can't get twos and they can't get to the free throw line, Then it becomes uh, problematic in general, right? Uh, In this one, they had a ton of turnovers 18 for them, seven for the Rockets. And that's no good. You know, (laughs) that's no good. If you don't, again, if they didn't hit these threes, then it would be a different story, perhaps. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Is Steph going to go for 30? Is Clay going to hit five threes? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Moses Moody got some run in this one and, you know, he was okay. He was decent. Uh, 12 minutes, one for four from the field. All of them were three-pointers, hit one free throw. Uh, one assist, plus six on the night, four points. And he got his feet wet, you know? The real revelation, again, was Patrick Baldwin Jr. People have been clamoring for him to play ahead of Anthony Lamb. And Baldwin played 15 minutes. And he got some minutes in the first half. Four for eight from the field, three for five from three, three boards, one assist, plus one, 11 points. Now, at the beginning of the season, preseason, I talked about how. PBJ is a steal, right? Because we know his history, that he was a top five-ish guy in his class, and he hurt his ankle, which affected his senior year, and then his freshman year, he played for his dad's lowly Milwaukee team, and they just weren't good, and he didn't really play that well, so his draft stock tanked. So the Warriors picked him up. He looks healthy. And he's the tallest dude on the team at like 6'10". And he has a really, really pure shot. His comps early on have always been Michael Porter Jr. And I'll take that. You know, I'll definitely take that without the bad back. You know what I mean? But the thing about PBJ is that he has two things that are really important in the NBA. He is tall and he can shoot. So his shot is pure and uh, his release point is also pretty high just in general. But then if you tack that on to the fact that he's really tall, that's a tough shot to block. And he'll always be able to get that off. And also, again, he's a coach's son and he definitely looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Like he's picked up things pretty well. And I've said every time I've seen him this season that, you know, I expected him to be kind of a stiff in a lot of ways, but... He's not the most athletic guy, but definitely he's not just like Davis Bertans out there. You know what I mean? So he surprised me with some of his mobility and his athleticism. And, you know, that's that's one of the dudes. I mean, I've talked about how if the Warriors clean house over the summer, if they try to get more vets or whatever and sell low on some of these young guys, that – If they keep Kaminga and PBJ, I mean, those are the two guys I definitely want them to keep. I have said a couple months ago even that PBJ had passed up Moses Moody in terms of relative importance to this Warriors team and its foundation for the future if they still want a foundation for the future, right? Because technically, if Moody is a guy who is supposed to be able to hit threes, PBJ can do it better (laughs) and he's taller. (laughs) And even though Moody is, in theory, because he's smaller, should be just uh, as, if not more, mobile and agile than PBJ. I mean, you know, it's well reported and we've talked about it, how he's not the most uh, fast footed (laughs) laterally or in general, you know, guy on the team. So PBJ to me is somebody that especially after booting Wiseman, that is a keeper, right? I've had people tell me that they want to sell on all the young dudes and just patchwork a bunch of vets. And Hey, you know, again, I've said maybe Steph will demand that scorched earth, just like LeBron James does to every franchise he's been to. But me personally, just my preference as a longtime fan is I'd like to keep some youth in the cupboard to make sure that, you know, I mean, these guys can can still play. You know what I mean? It's just the fact that they overloaded, maybe overplayed their hand in terms of all these young dudes and the vets also kind of coasting for a lot of the early part of the season. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation that we've kind of had already because the season's been back and forth a lot of the same stuff. So I won't push that any further, but uh, it was really, really fun to see him out there. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I used to dream <laughs> of a future front court of Kaminga, PBJ and James Wiseman. And obviously that's not going to happen <laughs> ever, ever uh, again. But, uh, you know, Kaminga and PBJ, those are the ones that I think have staying power. Uh, Kaminga, he's had some struggles as of late. Uh, I think in this one when he's filling in for Draymond, it's tough because Draymond does so much upstairs. You know what I mean? He knows the game so well that uh, a lot of times, like Kaminga doesn't have that yet, and he overthinks. And I've talked about this since the summer league games I saw him in. His handle isn't as tight. So sometimes he can get picked, especially when he goes into the paint and guys are scouting, you know, scouting him, especially if they don't have to worry about Steph or Wiggins, then you move down the chart and you scout Kaminga that he's going to go in lane and pump fake. And sometimes it works for him. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Overall, you know, he did some good things, but. You know, he definitely had his struggles with four turnovers over two from three, only two for seven from the field, seven points, plus three, three, though, still. So and Kavon Looney, you know, the stable guy on this team, uh, 26 minutes, only one for one. But who cares? 13 boards, three assists, two blocks. Love that dude. That dude. I mean, retire that dude's number. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I got for now. The Warriors, they get the Timberwolves on Sunday. So enjoy your weekend up until that afternoon tip-off, which is on ESPN. I always enjoy those. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick e. Pino